0: listening to the not so black and white real estate podcast with your hosts sir colin campbell and gary a mcgowan
1: good afternoon good afternoon it's your hosts sir colin campbell and gary a mcgowan and you're tuned into the not so black and white real estate podcast we are back for season three yeah yeah
0: beautiful what is going on my friend look at this we got a whole new setup we're not in the same room anymore. It's a little different.
1: I know this is so strange, eh? Uh, and then now we're we're being told we're going to be in lockdown again. Things are things are certainly different. Um, however, that will not stop us because <laughs> uh, we have a lot of fun to have. There's a lot of great information that we intend to bring uh, this season. There's a lot of great guests line up, so. Um, I'm excited for season three.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We do have a lot of great guests lined up over the next uh, couple of months. It's it's pretty incredible. It is funny because when we were sending out the invites to, uh, to our, our guests, we got to write down all of our previous guests that we've had. I want to go back and listen to all those podcasts. I'm like, oh my gosh, we had, we had Diane, Diana, Kokoska, we had like the number one agent from Philadelphia, the number one agent, KW worldwide, uh, number one agent in Canada, number one team agent in Canada. Um, yeah,
1: we've had some, some great coaches on, so, um, great investors. Um, uh, so, uh, the goal of our podcast always is to bring, you know, people to you who are doing big and great things and people that we can learn learn from that you can learn from as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it's been a while since we've been online. Uh, in the fall, yeah. we did some really cool things with business reviews for for some of yep. the agents that were local. And, um, you know, since then, we've, we've been doing lots of stuff. What's going on in your world, man? Let's, let's get everybody up to date and caught up.
1: Uh, what's going on in my world? For me, it's just uh, building, um, staying in conversation with talent. Uh, How do I get in conversation with talent? Uh, I'm looking to, you know, just get into new conversations right now. People that I can build great relationships with. uh, People that, you know, who are doing big and great things that we can certainly learn from.
0: Yeah, I like it. I like it.
1: What about yourself?
0: Last number of months have been really focused on uh, on our brokers, Keller Williams Realty Centers, and and leading that and and yeah. like similar to what you're doing, you know, getting in conversations with people that are talented and doing bigger and better things than when than we're doing, and and uh, it's fun to attract talent, right? That that means Absolutely. you're having like you you kind of find yourself in these really awesome conversations all the time.
1: It's funny because on the weekend, I don't know if it was last weekend or the weekend before, just completed a Tony Robbins session, Business Mastery. And a part of that session, it talks about getting into um, having new voice uh, within your circle. So new voices, new opinions, because after, after a while, we certainly get comfortable where we are and we stop going out there and meeting new people. And one of my biggest takeaway from from that session, five-day training session, proximity is power. Let's get in conversation with people who are doing things at a big and great level and learn from them, right? Um, because ultimately, that that makes us better. Uh, there's a famous saying: um, If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room, right? So how do you keep raising that bar and going to the next level? And it's getting into conversation, hearing you know new voices, new okay, opinions.
0: Let, I like it. Let's talk about Tony Robbins because you were doing it with, I believe, your brother, right? Um, yes. and, and twenty thousand other people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and you would you would send me screenshots or you know different videos throughout that was is, it was a three day event, four day event, five five day event. That's that's what I meant. Five day event. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, what was that all about? Like it, it was it was impactful and high intense as Tony Robbins always is. But like, what'd you take? What'd you walk away
1: with? It was very powerful um, because we had five days, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Pretty much it starts at 9.30. And on average, you're going until 10, 10.30 every night. So they're very long days, but high energy. Like, and you know, for any of of you who've done Tony Robbins, you're always up, you're dancing, you're moving. And state is everything and the way for you to learn and something he said where you can't solve a problem in the same state it was received. So if you're down and you're down on yourself or you're just feeling tired or drained, it's going to be hard for you to solve any problem in that state. So it's being in a different state where your energy is much at a higher level which will allow you to, to solve bigger and better problems. But the the people that I've done it with, there are a lot of agents in our brokerage that that did it as well, in, in and outside of Keller Williams that have done it. It's more, you know, taking your business to the next level. You know, what does that look like? Who are the people you need to get in conversation with? So it was extremely powerful. Um, it's funny because my guys, are my my team, they're still waiting to hear what my takeaway was. Because I'm sure here for you it was the same. You know when we go to, you know family reunion or stuff like that, and you come back from any major training, we start throwing up on our team members. Right. And we're just like, I learned all of this. So, right. (laughs) Now it was deliberate, like, okay, we're going to just do this. And we're going to do this this week. And next week, we're going to do this. And so it's already planned for the next seven weeks. And then we just rotate those weeks. So every week is just one strategy we're going to pick and we're going to go with.
0: I like it. Yeah, yep. you often come back and you just spew all over everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and but sometimes though, like, don't you think, like you, you come back from these these events or these weekends or what have you, these programs, and you almost need like a few days or more just to digest it and, and, and to prioritize it, right?
1: Absolutely. Um, I had all intentions of being at work on Thursday. And then I call uh, our director of ops, Christina. And she's like, I've never heard you sound tired. She's like, you sound tired. I was like, yeah, I'm drained. She's like, tell me you're taking today off. I was like, yeah, I I am. So I needed that day. And even the Friday, I did come to work. I came to work on, on the Friday. But still, your energy is not what it's used to because... It was intense you're you're it was intense learning and training for five days so this weekend i'm still putting part of that plan into play tomorrow i'm gonna take two three hours to just you know fine-tune my plan to get it into action
0: I like it. I like it. So you've been selling a lot of real estate and I'm sure right across uh, Canada and the U.S. I was, you know, we have friends in many, many different parts of, of North America. And and uh, the, the common thread for the last number of months has been lack of inventory. I need listings. I need this. I need that. And like... How, like, how are you overcoming some of these obstacles? Like, what's going on? How's that, how are you protecting your team's mindset when it comes to stuff like that?
1: Well, absolutely. Inventory is very low right now. Um, but it's the same thing I tell my entire team. All we need to do is just put in the work. The business will come. Put in the work. Um, and it's almost down. It's a law. You put in the work, the business will come. Just trust the process. And let's start getting into more conversations with the people that know and like us already. And just find out what are their real estate plans. You know, some of our clients they they wanted to buy. Um, They wanted to sell and buy, but then because of the way the market is, they decided they're going to just stay where they are because it's such a competitive market right now with little or no inventory. So every home that they like and they want to put in an offer on, you know, they're competing with. Five, 10 other potential buyers, and they're missing out big, right? So, but it, it's you stay the course to, the, to be successful right now. And we know as well, you want more listings during this time. So, it's reaching out to people who had their home in the market and changed their mind a year ago okay, let's go through our database and see who we're thinking of selling, and they missed out. A lot of the people who missed out on the 2017 high, 2016, 2017 high, let's get back in conversation with those same people to say, hey, you missed out, here's your second opportunity you know, to, to ride that wave. Yeah, but it's, was, it's following the process. Following, following the process. process.
0: I wrote a note down because I want to circle back to it in a moment. I don't want to forget it. So <laughs> remind me. Um, okay. it, yeah, it's interesting. As a brokerage wide, I don't have the paci- uh, Pacific? Specific, Specific. Uh, <laughs> numbers. Pacific numbers is something entirely different. Um, <laughs> So from the month of uh, uh, February versus March, we literally just finished March. So we don't have all the numbers in. However, uh, as a few days ago, our brokerage uh, had doubled the amount of listings, had loaded the double amount of listings than we did the previous month. Of course. Right? So the inventory it, it is, is coming back as, as you were just suggesting there and the other interesting thing is in the month of February we averaged' I, it's, it's about 16 and a half showings per listing. Mm-hmm. And here's the interesting thing in the month of March in the month of March so we doubled the amount of listings that our brokerage had which mean could mean we would get half the amount of showings mm-hmm. we actually didn't we went from 16 and a half to 12 and a half.
1: Wow, interesting.
0: So a lot more
1: buyers came to market as well, right? Uh, well, yeah, because now you're seeing more inventory come to the market. People are like, okay, it's not just five homes f- for sale in New market. There's 15. I might have a chance now, right? Uh, we know inventory is still historically low, um, and you know, I'm talking to a lot of agents. Some of them can't wait for us to get back to a more balanced market because the way we're seeing things right now, it's insane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As a reality, it's great for our, our sellers and it's great for any seller who doesn't have to buy who's just selling and cashing out, it's great. Um, if you're selling and then you, you still have to buy, you're in the same market. You're buying and selling in the same market, so it becomes a wash.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that, off, that comment often comes up, right? If you're doing some lead gen. Uh, well, if I sell, I gotta buy in the same market. Yeah. Well, yeah, and even if we didn't have the price increases, you would still sell and buy in the same market, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of the same. So, um, from that perspective, it's a little bit different. So, here's the note. Here's the note I, I wanted to write down because this question came up with somebody I was speaking to uh, with earlier, and and that's around lead gen. And is it multiple choice? It's multiple choice. Yes, <laughs> uh, but there's only one answer. <laughs> there's only one answer, and that's, you know, for for those. Uh, agents that do a lot of lead gen on the phones and doing cold calling. And I know over the last number of years, like we all know that was your bread and butter. However, you've yeah. kind of, not to say you shifted away from it, but you've taken, uh, you, you're doing other sources now. Of course. What lead gen over the phone or cold calling has become more and more um I'm looking for another word. You can tell I'm searching for something other than the word difficult. Cause I don't, that's not the yeah. word I want to use. Challenging. 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 That's it. That's why we yeah. say words out loud.
1: <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> Challenging because yeah. you know, the, the phone list that we got, people are, are using these more often and, and canceling their home phones and so forth. So what are you, what are you adding to your arsenal for, from a lead gen perspective?
1: Well, it's funny that you asked that because one of our major strategies this year is focusing on the people that already know and like us. People that we've done business with. How do we create a system where they're now our cheerleaders? And they want to send us business, right? So it's having a system around referrals, not just for the clients that we work with, but for also fellow agents, agents that might be out of town, out of province, out of state, out of country, just setting up something, just setting up an actual system and a plan around that. You're absolutely right. Cold calling, the numbers have dropped. The efficiency uh, is much lower now. How do we, you know, capitalize on social media? Right. Uh, through Keller Williams, we have the command system, which allows us to to market and advertise in social media very effi- efficiently and effectively. So uh, we're using that as well. Um, those are just two added ones that you think we should have been doing it a long time ago, but maybe you could call me a slow learner. I'm now catching up.
0: <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it.
1: Yeah, it. it
0: I, I, I like this saying. I, I, it's not. I did not create it, but I love this saying. You know, we we often spend money to on people that don't know us. Absolutely, we're, we're spending so much money to go meet people that have, we've never met before yet we have all these amazing clients that we've done business with and we're too afraid to go invest time and, and money into them. <laughs> yeah Can
1: cool. you imagine what it would look like if you know all the monies we spent advertising to gain new clients what if we pour that back into the clients we already have? Oh what Whole would friends. our business look like? Yeah. What would our business look like? So that's where we're focusing right now. Um, and we've created a system around that and being very purposeful around it. Yeah, it's smart, smart. So where do you want to go? I showed you this
0: graph earlier and you should, I graph, wish I-
1: Let's go straight to that graph. Dude, yes, I wish I we were, I,
0: I wish I hadn't shown it to you and we the audience got to see your raw reaction from it because it was pretty amazing, yeah. So I, I shared this. Uh, last night, my brother uh, sent it to me, Kev. So shout out to Kev. He sent it to me. So these are where home prices have risen the most since the year 2000 up to Q4 in 2020. And this is impressive. We'll just so get, for kinda... the
1: people that can't see, just explain what is it we're looking at.
0: Yeah, we're looking at a graph of Spain, the UK, France, Canada, Italy, US, and Germany. And we're seeing the prices... Um, Rise over that last twenty years in one of those classic bar graphs on a time lapse, and uh, I should be a play-by-play announcer. And yeah, then it uh, sounds
1: like a um, <laughs> um, horses, uh, horses, horse race, a horse race, yeah. a horse race. So,
0: and uh, into the backstretch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going down the backstretch, and we're on the
1: third corner. <laughs> Germany fails. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look, yeah. Look at what the Canadian real estate market. <laughs> As done, yeah, within I, a twenty-year period.
0: I, I got to pause it there because otherwise it keeps looping. And uh, yeah. yeah, here, Mike Russo, incredible. Yeah, absolutely, my friends. This this stat is bonkers. I mean, we always we, I think in our mind or in our hearts, we knew. We had some amazing appreciation over the years, yeah. uh, but to see it line up against the other countries uh, truly is remarkable. So where this ended up, if you're listening to it on the podcast, over the last 20 years, uh, the U.S. has increased, we'll call it 55% in value, um, France Uh, That's in fifth place. France at at fourth place at 96%, we'll call it. The UK at 96.3%. And Canada, big drum roll. Wait, hang on, hang on. I got a drum roll here. Hang on, here we go. Drum roll. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) No way, awesome. Of course, for the people that are watching, they're like, yeah, get it. There we go, 168%. Uh, over the last 20 years, so let's think about that for for a moment and put that in perspective. What
1: that is some crazy numbers. There's no doubt about that. For our Canadian real estate market to increase in 20 years, 168 percent. Um, They always say the best time to buy real estate is 20 years ago. The second best time is now.
0: Is now. So that's a good point. I mean, in 20 years, do you want to have this same success story? Right, <laughs> of course. Right? Uh, of course. You, you know, you and I were chatting on the pre-show, and uh, you know, all the economists that you and I would follow within regards to real estate and so forth over the last number of years, they would often stand on stage and and quite fun give us fundamental reasons on why appreciation at five percent every year uh, is fantastic healthy. for the local, yeah. yeah, healthy local as uh, for the local economy, the national economy, the international economy, the GDP everything and um, in this case it is incredible it's surpassed it I think we what did we figure it out to be 8.5
1: almost 8.5
0: 8.5% per year yeah
1: that's that's incredible Um, for you to let's say park your money in real estate and you know year over year you're getting an 8% and that will be compounded.
0: In a sense, so, yeah. I we're, yeah. we just did it simple math here, right? Simple yeah, equations. Yeah. So here's so, the, here's the other interesting thing. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Here's the other interesting thing. You're not going to get five percent a year uh, from the the, the the scale. It's going to compound in, and accelerate over the last number of years. Um, I know there's there's that whole adage out there. Uh, you know, I can't invest in real estate or I can't buy a property because I can't afford it. Doesn't matter. Right. And, and I know you and I have talked about this many times in the past, live where you want to live and buy where you can afford.
1: Yes. Uh, I had that conversation with a client recently. They're saying, well, Colin, the all I can afford right now is four hundred thousand. What can I find for four hundred thousand? All right, Midland. Midland, you can still pick up something out there for three fifty. Uh, you can pick it up at around three. So yes, you want to live in Aurora. Continue to rent in Aurora, but own a place in Midland for three four hundred thousand, and within you know twenty years, it's paid off. And then you see a hundred and sixty eight percent increase on that. That yeah. that that in itself is is your retirement plan right there. Yeah. And you haven't Picked up and move, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: I mean, some would say, "What's the sustainability of this?" Well, even if it gets back to, say, where the UK and France are, you know, now hovering at ninety-six percent, more or less, uh, that's still at five percent, slightly under uh, a year over twenty years, and that's yep. still a fantastic return. Now, put yourself in in, in these shoes too. <laughs> We often, you know, it's often said, you know, your own personal residence is a liability and not an asset. Well, over the last 20 years, I'm going to stand here and tell you my personal residence has been 100% asset because in no other shape or form have I been able to create 168% return tax free.
1: Of course, and it's good that you say tax free" because the they just announced that, yeah, they're not even looking at that anymore as an option in terms of um, capital gains and personal residence, yeah. so it's tax free money, and it's your money,
0: yeah. It's your money. <laughs> isn't, isn't there no, a,
1: I, I just love this graph. Um, it would yeah. be great if we can, you know, drop a link on Facebook so we can share it with, with, you know, with some people.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll let it run one more time to just see the changes over here. It's it's pretty wild if you're watching online. But look at
1: us. look at where Germany started. Germany was Negatives. in the hole. Yeah. negative, what, negative 2%, and then it went as high as negative 7 or 8%, 9%, 10%, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, for so sure.
1: Germany had a negative growth for a very long time. Oh, negative 13%.
0: Yeah. Lof- Lof- Mark is disagreeing with me at 100% liability.
1: <laughs> what does he that, say? That, that's,
0: a, that's, that's why we have vanilla and chocolate ice cream, my friend.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, but I like. So, uh, 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 that's how most people would look at it too. I mean, there's there's other ways to look at this in a sense of you know get into the market, do everything you possibly can to get into the market, uh, and and allow time to create wealth for you from this perspective,
1: right? Absolutely. because uh, and it, like you said, you know that's why there's vanilla and chocolate ice cream. And looking at it from just uh, a, a, a layman person, what else can I where else can I you know spend four hundred thousand on invest four hundred thousand and in you know twenty years. Over a million dollars. Where else? Uh, without requiring, you know, work on it. Obviously, there's maintenance on your home, but you know whether it's the stock market. Not everyone understands the stock market. Not everyone, you know, because that the stock market in itself can be very intimidating, right? Yeah. So something like this, you were to buy a home, you just maintain the home. Have your tenants help maintain it, and in 20 years it's paid off, and now you're sitting on you're sitting on cash.
0: Yeah, yeah. I said Lawler's now coming around and seeing the seeing where I was standing it from standing from. Yes. Okay. Uh, it is Canada's best tax loophole for sure while in the states Absolutely. you can write off your interest well here are the capital gains or the increase we we uh, with the spread that we earn in our personal residence is 100% uh, tax free but yeah he's he's so he's actually brought up a couple of good points um, where else can you buy or what can you do and we talked about this quickly as an investor um, you know if I can't afford to live in Aurora where else can I buy well you can also look at things differently buy, buy a home with two units and live in the yep. smaller unit. Um, and and allow that other unit to cover your cost, right? It, like that's to me. If you're if you're doesn't matter what age you are. If you're looking to get into the market, and that that is something that could be a great option for you, I think that's brilliant.
1: But it's not even looking at getting into the market. If you're lo- if your goal is to create wealth, if you're you're looking at a wealth strategy, yes, like Mark is saying, live in the basement and live in the basement for free, and you rent your upper unit you live in your one bedroom in the basement and you rent the upper three bedrooms now. And every month, you know, somebody's paying your mortgage and you have that money to travel, you have that money to do whatever you want, but it's to invest in stocks, options, um, or some side hustle, right? Um, It it creates options and the goal for, everyone out there listening is for you to take care of yourself and family, right? The more money we have, it allows you more options. It allows you freedom.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, anyways, I thought that was r- incredibly. So here's here's the thing. Uh, my brother Kev sent this to me, and I posted it last night, and it's been shared now at least on my feed. I don't know how many times. There's well over thirty times now, and I'm sure it's just continuing to grow. Again, this this is something that we always knew as Canadians. Uh, I don't think I've not seen it visually uh, portrayed like this, and yeah. uh, I thought I thought it was kind of kind of creative the way that that. that was put together
1: i like it i want to share it on my social media platform good
0: done make it happen <laughs> yeah, It's happening. all right all right so uh we got a couple of minutes here before we sign off uh what's let go what's next should we talk about who's coming on uh, we will we will talk about who's coming on uh, next week which i'm really really excited about and we got a couple of great guests lined up uh, thereafter but uh what else is happening in the real estate world <laughs>
1: Um, what else is happening in the real estate world? We're starting to see a shift in the market. That's Mm -hmm. what we're starting to see. You're not seeing as much, as many multiple offers. You're not seeing, you know, it's changing. And for, for, for those um, who are not, you know, engage in selling a lot of homes. They might still be caught up as it's a hot market and I'm going to list and hold offers. Sometimes you list and hold offers, you get nothing, right? So it's understanding the market, understanding the trend and where it's trending. So you can be ahead of the curve, the curve and not be chasing the market as, you know, trying to play catch up, I should say.
0: Yeah, I might uh, might regret... Um, posting this, but there it is.
1: <laughs> I knew it was coming. Right. I knew it was coming. Don't worry. We got a special segment for you, Mark. We got you. Yeah. We,
0: we should put, put him on the rapid fire right away. Yeah. 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 Wait.
1: Well, if he's in front of a computer, bring him on.
0: You is your opportunity,
1: Mark? Make it happen. Lothar, If you're out there, text me. We'll get you in, we'll get you in front of the computer now. He's laughing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if you're ready
0: to rock and roll, we can bring you on for a couple of minutes to goof around. But uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. That market, uh, that that market is pretty pretty hot. Um even though a month ago it was hotter. I mean, I'm trying to say it and put, put, but allow that perspective to kind of land. Right. And, um, you know, we, we often talk about that balanced market, as you said earlier, uh, okay. He's texting me now. Um, we often talk about that, having that balanced market. You talk about the balance market. I can't do two things at one. I can't do five things at once here. Balanced market. What's a balanced market, my friend. I'm texting, I'm texting Mark.
1: Well, it's funny because a lot of people look at the market and say, "Okay, where is it? Um, How how fast are, are things going? You know, is this sustainable? Because we we all know this market isn't sustainable. If it were to continue the way things are going, our kids will never own homes. Right. So and the market it it ebbs and flows and it does that many times. It's a cycle it goes through. So it's understanding where you know there's enough inventory to last three, four, five months. Right? That's what we've seen as a balanced market. Versus there's only you know so many homes and it's lasting three weeks. So that, and that simply means we're in the seller's market at that point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, we're still, we're still texting back and forth. This is the, the beauty of doing live shows and just rolling with it. Is he, he coming it.
1: on or not? Are you, are you, That's what.
0: <laughs> we're just trying to figure that out. Um, okay. <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, that balanced market, right? Is is that three months of inventory and, and everything yeah. like that, right? And and yeah. I remind me, like I can't remember. So, Colin and I both work uh, in the in the Greater Toronto area and uh, the center of the universe. No, I didn't say that. Um,
1: center of the universe. Yeah, if you're in Canada,
0: <laughs> sorry, West Coasters <laughs> or or Ottawa, our friends from Ottawa. Um, it's. It's uh, I lost my thought. Um, it'll come. It'll come because I typed I typed the wrong uh, website in for Mark. That's why. No. But um, what, yeah, what? pick me up on my thought there.
1: Okay. <laughs> no, but just serving serve an integrated Toronto area. Yeah, sorry, um,
0: that's exactly it. And and I, remind me, when was the last time we actually saw three months worth of inventory?
1: Gosh, I would say pre COVID.
0: So over a year,
1: over and, a year now. and even at
0: three, that might've been the very, very limit of some of those listings that would just kind of stay on the market. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: we're talking Absolutely. residential, right? Res- of course. Of course. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, Pre-COVID is what we saw. Yeah. Um, But since then, you're looking at if nothing else comes to the market in most of the, the cities and towns in York Region, Simcoe, it's less than less than. You know, a month of inventory, month yeah. and a half of inventory. Yeah. Come on there now.
0: Oh, Whoa, look at this. That worked like a gem after I typed the right okay, address. Okay,
1: we need to add his <laughs> yeah, name. That was we need to add his first name. First
0: and last. <laughs> no, I like that. First and
1: last. <laughs> we, can, we can name him
0: first and last. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Introduce, who do we got here, Colin?
1: Uh, we have... Both you are my mentor. Uh, This guy has been instrumental in um, helping us in our career, helping us look at investments, helping us look at whether it's investing in stocks and option or even in the real estate industry. He's been very pivotal in our success as agents. And so, Mark Loeffler, not only my friend, but my brother. What's up, everyone?
0: there you go yeah, yeah. you got to stay still <laughs> hang on don't move around too much stop moving around
2: <laughs> Yeah. What, what's up with this That's this is a, a great
0: system what are you talking about this is how we roll so what's going on yeah. so who are you there with uh sharon and the other people at the office i don't know yeah good so mark loffler uh talk to us about your your uh, infamous youtube channel
2: Ah, uh, Mark Lawler experience. Uh, we do uh, what two to three shows every week. I actually just took it down from two to three. Um, Monday and Thursday, six fifteen. Drops every uh, every week.
0: And what do people learn on that show?
2: Uh, I mean, I'm passionate about helping people build wealth, uh, either through real estate or through stock market or building businesses, and that's what I'm doing. I like that's it. You're going to learn there. I like it. Okay. And, and you so get my... You get me pontificating about random stuff, too, which is nice.
0: (laughs) That I enjoy, actually. That's the part I enjoy.
1: (laughs) So now we were looking at those numbers there, Mark, and we saw what real estate has done in the last 20 years in Canada and this is all of Canada, not just uh, Ontario, Uh, we've seen an increase of 168%. Um, People are saying the market is too hot, should I still buy real estate now? As an investor, what are you doing? I'm buying in Alberta. Tell us about that, uh, that multiplexy purchase up there, and why Alberta?
2: Uh, so you guys interrupted me I came
1: I, I was actually putting an offer in
2: on a 22 unit in Calgary and then you told me to come on here and I'm like oh okay um, but uh, I love how the uh, wide uh, world
0: of, of the internet works <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you got to engage to come on the internet, right? <laughs> okay. I, I was just curious. If maybe it was different in your world. I wasn't sure.
2: I don't know. I was doing two things and then it's like, ah, oh, jump on. I'm like, oh uh, crap. Okay. Um, no, I just bought a 15 unit uh, in Edmonton and negotiate negotiating a 22 unit. Hopefully pick up another 20 unit in Edmonton as well.
1: So. So now, help me understand, Mark. You live in the GTA area, and yep. why are you buying out in Edmonton? It's so far away. You have to jump on a plane to get there. You don't have. I would assume you don't have, you know, partners out there. You know, what does this look like for you to buy out of province? Well, I mean, it's no different than if I'm
2: going up north or trying to find a different market. If I, if even if I was investing in Ottawa, right? Ottawa's five hours away for me. Uh, so is Edmonton. You know, so yeah. I got to get on a plane. Big deal. I go to I go to Hamilton Airport, in and out through security in thirty minutes. Get on a plane with that's ninety eight percent full still in COVID. I go out to Edmonton, hang around, buy a couple properties, come back. Yeah. And you build a team out there like you would here. Right. So, yeah. So of all the provinces, why Edmonton
0: why uh, or Alberta? Alberta. Why, or Al- Alberta <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah.
2: Edmonton is not a province as far as I know, but, um, <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> uh, uh, to be honest with you, I think it's, it, it's been pretty depressed, um, because of oil prices and some of the political climate out there, um, recently. And, um, it hasn't really had the run up in prices, so I have sold a portfolio of seven buildings here in Hamilton, and basically I'm making a move out to uh, Alberta. I-, I think I think now is the time. I think, and to be honest with you, like with all the lockdowns here and everything, I feel like. Some of it, like, and I've talked to a lot of people lately that are like, screw this, I'm leaving Ontario and I'm moving to Alberta. I mean, it's, it's like, Calgary area is, is, it's beautiful, right? You got Rocky Mountains, you got, you know, lots of forests. like, if you're an out, if you like outdoors, it's the place to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, you, you guys go skiing in Ontario, I don't know how you do it, so... I've seen it in
1: the last year in a bit.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm waiting to hit the mountains again. Uh, okay, so talk to us quickly about the, the cap rate that's available out there, and what cap rate are you buying at, and then what what do you intend to get that to for, for your investment?
2: Yeah, so I got um, about around a six seven five cap in Edmonton. Um, yeah, well, that's me lowering some expenses right off the beginning that I know I can do. Um, and I'm told I can refinance from the bank and from my one of my couple of realtors out there that are about five and a half cap with all the expenses put in. Um, so, you know, and I'm buying at an 850 um, average rent. And I think I can get that average rent over 1250.
0: Okay. And now you're in- talking. Sorry, I was going to lead you into. You're talking about uh, just because the rents were low, or or, or is it you, you're you're putting some time and effort into updating the units, or what? what how are you? getting Yeah, those rents
2: out? so yeah. so I'm going to do. I mean, uh, I mean, you guys know what I do, but for the people who don't know what I do, is I, I basically turn these units into like like new condos Uh, i come in i open them up new floor new lights new kitchens new appliances new bathrooms um, laundry in every suite dishwasher in every suite so and you make the common areas nicer so we'll get that lift in the properties Um, um Yeah. And and to be honest with you, there's a lot of old school thinking. It's same as when I went to Hamilton, like 10, 12 years ago, where people would be, you know, they, they, well, 1970s kitchen, okay, we'll paint it. And, you know, we'll put a a coat of paint on, we got the builder's lights, perfect, and we rent it out. So I think there's the same, a lot of the same mentality there. And I think we can, uh, we can change that up a little bit.
1: yeah cool so so for you mark uh, someone who isn't as savvy as you are in investing um, how does one you know finance a project like that where a multiplex where they might have enough equity let's say in their home currently they want to do it how can someone do it
2: so how did how can someone do it or how did i do it
1: no, how how can someone who hasn't done something like this before how can get they get started? Sure. I mean, if you're
2: buy a multiplex uh, like this, I mean, I bought um or I got 75% financing from a local credit union out there. Uh, I think we're prime plus one open variable. Um what else? Uh, I mean, I, I brought in joint venture partners on this, so we raised uh, seven hundred thousand dollars for the deal. So it's around three fifty down, and then renovation costs and some obviously sunk costs on purchase type thing. Uh, one of the benefits is we don't have to pay land transfer tax out there, and you know the other different taxes. There's it's a lot less out there, so that's kind of nice.
0: Well. I like it. And and for those that, you know, are obviously putting this together if you've not met Mark before, uh, this is a long, you've had a long runway to, to be able to do things like this and a lot of experience too. However, uh, you would you would probably also say though Mark that it's it's the same as buying say a two a two unit building, it's just the scalability and the numbers are that much bigger, right? And and the, the amount of effort that it takes, it's it's the same mindset though, is it not?
2: It's the same mindset. Um, the, I, I would tell you the only thing that's really different on it is is the commercial financing, right? Residential as opposed to commercial financing. Um, I haven't got into any residential financing out there. I'm looking at some smaller units, but as a, more of a package, so I'll probably get do commercial financing on those too. Beautiful,
0: beautiful.
1: So if someone wants to know, invest as a silent partner or a jv partner they don't want to do the work they want to give money to you and just invest how do they get in contact with you uh
2: yeah either through um the youtube channel or my instagram page which is Uh, living the dream 40.
0: there you go there you go. Okay, so Colin, we'll have we'll have Mark on as a, as a, a formal guest, if you will. And the cool thing is, we can take this conversation in a number of different areas, right? Not only does you know Mark invest in real estate, but uh, he's seen tremendous success of the stock market and with options and and, and other things. But uh, even more so, and, and maybe perhaps more passionate, are those medals hanging behind you? And I bet you a lot of people are wondering what they are. I'd love to get into that conversation, Mark.
1: Sure. Anytime. You know that.
0: All right. Done.
1: Mark, All right. It's always a pleasure to have you, my brother. Thank you for pouring into us and just focusing on helping as many people create uh, financial wealth and freedom. So enjoy.
2: All right, gentlemen. I'm going to go buy a building. Have fun. All right, do that. <laughs> All right. I love it. <laughs>
1: Beautiful. Never a This is moment. what I love about this. This is what I love about this because it's real conversation, real people that who are actually making moves. The fear is going to be there of, should I invest in this? Should I buy this? Um, sometimes we have to feel the fear and do it anyway, right? Um, I'm sure if we, we had, you know, gotten deeper into it with Mark, He would have told you, you know, the first deal, how scary it was, but Mark is how many hundreds of deals in now for him to say, okay, I'm going to look at Edmonton to start investing. I'm going to look at these areas. And I know he's also looking at Florida, right? So it's, and like he rightfully said, it's building a team. So wherever he's looking, he's creating that team. Who are the, the renovators I need to know? The mortgage brokers, the inspectors. Who are the people that I need to know that can you know help me build and get to that next level?
0: Yeah, 100%. I love it. So today's show is pretty good. Uh, I, I like. We just were
1: getting, only supposed to be on for twenty minutes. Well, I know we're on forty-five get, minutes now.
0: <laughs> getting that rust off and the dust off and everything, and and uh, I'm excited for who we've got lined up uh, next week. We've got uh, the director, the new director of Keller Williams Luxury, and that's Brady Sandall. And I'm excited to have that conversation with him. He's out of, uh, I believe it's the Palm Springs area, down in yeah. uh, California, and um, you know he's got a passion not only for you know the real estate. And luxury, but I'll, you know, showing others the path And uh, I think we're going to have a lot of fun with Brady next week, and and in the future, we've got uh, the likes of Chris Knighton coming on. Uh, one of Keller Williams' top, I think, it actually is Keller Williams' top team agent uh, in in Canada at the moment. Uh, Russell Westcott's coming on in a few weeks. And a lot of our investor friends know who Russell is, and you and I. Uh, not only have we learned from Mark. Uh, we learned a lot from Russell and, and joint ventures and creating them. So if you're looking to create a partnership in real estate and buy properties together uh, in, um, I believe it's two weeks, uh, that's or maybe three weeks. Anyways, you'll watch out for the date. Uh, that'll be a great one. So that's it, my friend. I think we're good. Wrap this wrap I think this baby we're up. Good.
1: <laughs> Thank you again for spending the last 45 minutes with us. It's your hosts, Sir Colin Campbell, and Gary A. McGowan from the Not So Black and White Real Estate Podcast. Signing out.
0: Bye for now. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to click the subscribe button so new episodes will automatically be downloaded to your device. Please help us reach more people by leaving a rating and a review on your podcast player of choice. Now go make it an amazing day for somebody.